When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Go to go right. Woo! Put them together together. for the third hour on a Wednesday and just walk down to our makeshift kitchen to get some water. And I look, because that that kitchen down at the end of the hall, Buck, overlooks downtown. It's beautiful as far as the view goes, but it is ominous looking over downtown Austin right now. Clouds are dark. Storm is rolling through, and the wind has shifted. You know, you played golf yesterday, and the wind was howling out of the south. The wind has completely shifted. Now it's coming out of the north because the flagpoles are showing me that. It is uh, getting nasty out there, so be careful. Could be some severe weather potentially for your commute this morning and today, so uh, be advised. Coming up this hour, a lot to do. We'll get into the uh, three key stats that can help you with your master's picks at hornfm.com. And remember, you have till 5.55 tomorrow morning to make those picks. So just do it today. You don't want to get up early, but do it today or tonight uh, before you go to bed. Get your nine golfers in. We'll go through the stats that matter. Uh, also have a Craig Way report. We'll get our salacious gossip as well. It looks like Steph Curry, when he's done with basketball, before he's even done, is going to be a TV star. Sitcom star. You see this? Unbelievable. Uh, speaking of TV, Buck, before we get to our headlines, I did. I have said I'm watching. Ty's watching the season two of success, or season four of Succession, mm-hmm. which I've seen one episode. I've started episode two. I'm totally into that show. Also, there's a show called Yellow Jackets, Buck, on Showtime. Yeah, they're into some heavy stuff now, aren't they? Watched the first season one day this weekend, and it begs the question: like, how serious would you get if you were stranded after a plane crash? Could you eat a person? And no, episode, I just figure, episode, it's my, it's, epi- I figure it's my time. Episode two of season two, the real live, not to spoil alert everybody, but you kind of know what's coming, that the cannibalism begins. Yeah, the actors have said they've had a hard time with that part even. And I, you know, we had this debate that, at my house actors. last night because my son, my son Nolan loves to come over. He doesn't have showtime. He comes over and he watches it with us. He likes that show. And it's uh, kind of become a Tuesday night deal. And so we had the debate. Could you... Because the way they did, I don't want to spoil it for people, but it doesn't spoil the show. Like they, they were, they're actually trying. Like one of the girl, one of the girls died. She froze to death, right? So they're, and she was one of the lead. And she's characters. looking good, yummy. <laughs> no, and they were trying to burn her, like like uh, what do you call it? Uh, cremate her. Like mm-hmm. they were trying to honor her. They didn't want to. Be, the The ground is frozen because they're up in the mountains and it's the winter. They didn't want to eat her. They didn't want to eat her. They yeah. were going to burn. They're going to create ashes. Good girls, good boys. So they put her on this big. Fire pyre thing, or like a this stack of uh, stack of of of, of, uh, of branches, and lit the fire like the Vikings, like they were. Yeah, yeah, they were going to burn her. Like yeah. it's kind of a gotcha, a good way to go. Cremated. And then what happened? They went inside, 
and uh, as the fire burned. But then, it's like this tr- tree above it, the snow came off the tree, landed on top of the girl, and dumbass kinda, kids couldn't figure that part well, out. They didn't see it, <laughs> and so it started. So it put the fire, but the fire didn't go out. It just essentially it cooked her. <laughs> And so they're mm. sitting around the house, and they start. These, of course, they haven't eaten in smells months. Smells like meat. They haven't eaten anything in months, and they're like, "Hmm, that smells good." And all of a sudden, <laughs> cooked friend. Oh man! And then what do you do? Almost like you. And this was the debate because at that point, like human instinct kicks in. Now you're starving, like literally, you're starving, and that smells really good. Cooked no. friend. Death to me. You just you wouldn't try it. Death to me. No. I you, just figured you lived 66 good years. It's my time. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, not no. As here, here's I'm the not other, eating anything from Here's Thai. the other thing you have to add to the conversation. Because the others decided that smells too good, I'm eating. And they went to, yes. They went to chopping and stuff. Well, they got the crazy survival. Girl. Survival kicks in. They took some shrooms and that's where everything turned, I think, right? Didn't doesn't uh, survival at some point kick in? Just your survive your your instinct to survive as a human being would kick in. And that smells good. I'm starving. I know that's who that was, but now she's cooked all up nice, like a nice little turkey. Oh, no. Going to work. Now, the other thing is this. If you choose not to and you're going to starve to death, you're going to get eaten. Well, that's fine with me. <laughs> Go ahead, eat so some be- of this. You can eat this. You want this? Eat this. I'm not eating my buddy unless it's Chad Hastings' calf, calf muscles. You I'm need going, that. I'm going down for some of that. Oh, yeah. Taking me a slice off of that muscle. Big old Zay's rump roast. Oh, that big old rump roast. <laughs> Get up in there. That big brown rump roast. Hell yeah. Well, once it's cooked. It's good. No, that smell would probably. No, I just. It didn't smell like burned like flesh. It felt like cooked because it just kind of rotisseried on top of that thing. Mm. Like a rump roast. Yeah, just like you would cook something. All of a sudden, whether it's a pig or an animal, you start to smell it. It's like, oh, that smells good. I think they survive. I'm not eating my pal. I'm going to die. And let so because you didn't know how they're going to get to this point of this show. Like you're not going to start eating people, but it, they had to create a, a kind of a happy accident that it did happen. But then once you get the taste for it, then you start looking at your buddy that's alive. <laughs> hey, you be next. That's the that's the subplot drama of the show. This is WWE and I it's mean, a bunch of girls. Like there's a couple guys in it, but it was really it was a girls soccer team. The, the plane crashed. They're going to play a state championship, or a national championship game. And they're they're the, you know, in the mountains. It's a really good show, by the way. It it, it is really got to really pay attention to it because it bounces back and forth to, to the current time and then back when they were stranded. And because when they were stranded, they were teenagers, and now they're grown adults. The ones that well, I'm giving it away, but you know really quickly that they they survived. They got they got rescued at some point. Now, I know what you're saying. Some of you are saying you wouldn't want any of this bug. No, no, no. I've got some tenderloins. <laughs> so you guys don't even don't even start that. You wouldn't. You wouldn't have me for dinner. You would have me for dinner. My loins you are tender. You wouldn't provide much, though. You'd be like a, getting oh. a crawfish or something. And I don't know what <laughs> we would get out of that. You know when you would do all the work for a mud bug and all of a sudden all you get is that little <laughs> bit of it? meat? That's all I get? Come on, man. We, we'd be... You're right about Chad's Chad's calves and... Oof. Zay's rump roast? Zay's rump. Harge could feed us for a couple days. Harge could be the chef with those shoes of his. <laughs> He'd be the cook. Hey, Cookie, come love over it. here. Love it. So that's, you know, I, if you're watching that, I don't think I spoiled much. If you haven't seen episode two, that you know that's coming at some point. But uh, it led to an interesting conversation. I mean, where's this group from? Where does this plane crash at? We don't know. It crashes in, in Minnesota. It's in the mountains of somewhere. Minnesota. I don't know. I've never seen mountains like that in Minnesota. What? There's some great mountain scenes. I'm pretty Ooh. sure they, they... It's like Wyoming or somewhere like that. 
Maybe where they film I mean, it, but it looks like when they have in the mountain, show, they said it was Minnesota. I mean, I've not been really? there. Are there like mountaintops? Like hill like country. Hill Minnesota? country mountains. It yeah. looks like someplace in the Rocky or the Bighorn Mountains or something. But either way, they were flying from to a chance. They were going, they were flying across country to go to a soccer national championship type thing. And uh, it was the 90s. Where's right? the black box at? I mean, what the hell? Well, they haven't been written, but no one knows where they are. Well, and one of the girls has destroyed the, the black box. That's right. Box. There, yeah, there's the, you got to go watch it. Oh, there's a plot, too. There's a plot. There's every, For every question, there's an answer. They do a good mm. job. It's a good show. but Because uh, it is. It bounces from when, they, when they're there, also when they were teens before they took off, and then it bounces to, to current day. Uh, which All is these really, relationships before. Oh, it, it bounces a little too much for my liking. That's, yeah. that's my one complaint. But, you know, then, 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 oh. cause then you realize, wait a second, these people... Are there some? I saw are you there some mean girls? Hey, are there some mean girls <laughs> there's in there? Some crazy girls, I know that. I have some mean girls. Let's just Hell say this: yeah. the actress Juliette Lewis is in it, and she's crazy, like she's really crazy. So is uh, what's her name? Christina? 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 What's her name? Richie. Christina Richie. She cray. Wow. And a lot of cray. But I think if you lived, I don't. We don't even know yet, even to season two, how long they were there. No, it was nineteen know. months. How do you know that? They say it in the show. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm a He's not guy. catching that part. Oh, I know why, because you just watched the whole season in one yeah. day. I, I watched season one and had to wait for the season two to just start, so there's a lot of details I probably have forgotten. But, uh, yes, 19 months they were there. Gosh, almost two years? You'd be cray. I'd be dead. <laughs> That's be, what I'd be. Uh, this is E. You would be very edible, too. Bring it, man. Bring it. Come on now. Get up in there. Uh, but I'd be eaten. I would, I'm, I'm, conf- I'm conf- convinced I would. my survival instinct would kick in and I'd be eaten. You'd have a piece of Julie? Yes. <laughs> really? Seriously? Give me one of those fingers. Gosh. Let's go ahead and hit your uh, headlines, and then we'll dive back into your master's picks and all the fun. <laughs> Top Gun, equipment rentals bringing you the news, and uh, we'll start with some Texas baseball. Week on the road. Longhorns back at Dishfall Field last night for some home cooking and played like it. They beat uh, Air Force 7-1. to Peyton Powell's two-run bomb in the uh, first inning highlighted a three-run first to Get Ace Whitehead, the starting pitcher, off to a good start. Dylan Campbell, freshman Ryland Galvan, also went deep. Whitehead then combined with four Texas pitchers on a four-hitter. Longhorns get the win, improved to 21-9. and Texas will open an Easter weekend Big 12 series with Kansas State tomorrow night, 6.30 at the Dish. We'll hear more from Craig on that game coming up in the Craig Wade Report. Texas basketball announced yesterday that they have agreed to be part of a four, the four teams who are going to play in the 2023 Empire Classic, which will benefit the Wounded Warrior Project and be played at Madison Square Garden this coming November. Games will take place November 19th and 20th at M. MSG will also include Indiana, Louisville, and the national champions from UConn. Now, NBA last night, how about the uh, Houston Rockets? Jumped up and won their 20th game of the year. That's all, but it prevented the Denver Nuggets from clinching the one seed in the West, 124-103. San Antonio got rolled in Phoenix. Speaking of the Spurs, remember, as part of their 50th anniversary season, Spurs are going to call Austin home for their next two games. They're going to host Portland tomorrow night and then Minnesota Saturday night at the Moody Center. And rolling through here. Pro baseball last night, 0-for-2 night for the Texas MLB teams. In Arlington, Rangers dropped their second straight to Baltimore, 7-2. to In Houston, Astros fell to 2-4 and on the young season. They lost to the Tigers, 6-3. to The former number one overall pick and top prospect Spencer Torkelson had three hits, including a big two-run homer in the eighth that sealed the deal there. Round Rock, a 6-3 winner in Sugarland. One note from the NFL, a little over three weeks to the NFL draft and a report from Pro Football Talk that Bill Belichick has been shopping his quarterback, Mac Jones, this offseason. And Several teams interested, including the Raiders, Buccaneers, and Commanders. So far, no deal. 
Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Don't be a fool this month. Come to Top Gun for great deals on steel lawn equipment and Toro, Hustler, and Gravely mowers to kick off spring. Topgun.net. We'll shoot you straight. All right. So, uh, good stuff. This says spoiler E. I'm not spoiling. If you're watching the show, you're not surprised by what I said. If you're, and if you haven't even started the show, which is two seasons in now, too bad. Too bad. Too bad. Go watch it. I'm not spoiling. Ty just watched the first season over the weekend. The so opening scene of the first season explains shows all of that that we just talked about. Yeah, they you know what's going to happen. Yeah, people in, are talking about. Yeah, if you've watched even the opening scene of, of episode one, as Ty said, you you know a lot of what's going to happen. They they preview it. It's it's a well done show. Well done show. This says I tried Succession, checked it out. Was aft after the Culkin character was never mind. We can't, you know, is that Macaulay Culkin's brother? Yeah, that's in Karen. That? Yeah, that's a that show. You got to pay attention. Uh, and let you, by the way, one of the things that I've noticed in my shows that I binge watch and watch every week, I've turned on the closed captioning, and mm-hmm. it helps because there's a piece of dialogue you kind of didn't understand what they said. And obviously, you can read it, and it's all right there. Thought, oh, okay, I get with it. And in Succession, they do talk really fast, and there's a lot of dialogue in that that show. Uh, so it's easier to keep up with it that way. Hey, the Masters tees off tomorrow morning, Buck, and it looks like the best weather day might be day one. Yep. Uh, with Tiger Woods and the crew. Uh, can we hear Tiger Woods? Tiger's going off early tomorrow, too. Yes, he is. And uh, can we hear Tiger Woods? He was asked an interesting question yesterday by a member of the media about uh, you know, his future at Augusta. Quick follow-up. When you're playing this course, does it ever cross your mind this could be the last time? Yes, it has. Um I, I didn't know. I mean, last year was kind of a. Um, didn't know if I was I was going to play again at that time. Uh, for some reason, everything kind of came together. And I kind of pushed it a little bit, and I was able to make the cut, which was nice. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know how many more I have in me. So, the just to be able to appreciate the the, the time that I have here and, and cherish the, the memories. Yep. Well, every time he tees it up, could be the last for Tiger Woods. And so enjoy it this weekend. You know, when you make your nine picks, Buck, at our website at hornfm.com and our Fantasy Golf Challenge, you can pick Tiger, part of Group 9, your ninth golfer pick. He's there with uh, Phil, Louis Oosthausen, Gary Woodland, Danny Willett, and Patrick Reed. Would you pick Tiger or a different golfer in that group? Uh, probably Louis. That's who I picked, too. L- little Louis. Little Louis. He's he had knows good that success course. there. Yeah, he has. He's, had, he's been well, playing well in the live, too. Patrick Reed has won it. Danny Willett has won it. Phil Mickelson has won it. By the way, the reports from the Champions Dinner last night was that uh, Phil, Phil, just Phil, sat in Phil, corner. Didn't, Phil didn't say much to anybody, if anything, that Phil Mickelson was just there. Uh, the picture is Little out. Phil Hornet sat in the corner. That, that was, was the it. word. That was New York Post had a story that uh, Phil was very quiet and just to himself. Uh, that night, and uh, that's part of the subplot. Can, I also sent you a piece of sack. We are Blant Brandel Shambly, Ty, uh, talking about why, because of the bubbling under, and because people are talking about the media is creating this undercurrent. Don't don't believe that for a second. The the people who are around these golfers the most are the ones telling you that there is an undercurrent of, you know, ac- acrimony. We know it's a challenge of two two tours that's going on right now, and it's the first time that the two tours have come back together for a major since the Live Tour began. So it's, it's, there's, it's going on. And here's Brandel Shambly talking about why, because of that, this could be one of those, if, we can, if the weather will allow it, could be quite a dramatic weekend of golf. 
I don't think there's any other golf course uh, in the world, uh, excepting perhaps the old course at St. Andrews that is so evocative as this one. And whereas the old course at St. Andrews sort of derives its charm from its history and its 50 shades of gray, uh, Augusta National, I would say, is as beautiful and as awe-inspiring as the inside of an Italian church. And I agree with Paul. It's the sights, the sounds, and the smells of this place that just sort of get in your bones. Almost every single person that comes here for the very first time has the same reaction. They cannot believe the, the scope and the scale of this golf course or the kaleidoscope of colors that are there to greet it. And ordinarily, this golf course shares equal billing with the superstars and the stars that are here. And I certainly hope that's the case this week, but given the controversy in the game, uh, I think those stories will dominate. It's not often that a tournament uh, every year or every couple of years sort of shapes itself into a classic, but when you consider uh, what's at play here, what's bubbling underneath the surface and where we're at, uh, this one has has a great potential to go down as one of the most epic Masters tournaments in history. To the point where the uh, Live Golfers, Buck, were wearing their team polos yesterday, their Live team polos on the practice round, which is cool. I mean, that's their that's their team. That's who they play for. That's who pays yeah, their that's pays right. their salary. So um, you know they're they're proud of it and they're wear playing. Wear them when they start. That's First right. tee tomorrow. Uh, we also said as you go to make your picks, the. Uh, the three key stats, because I do think of all the majors that the, the in the U.S. Open is so unpredictable. The British Open, because of weather and the courses, is completely unpredictable. You're trying to pick golfers. Yeah, this is a fundamentally sound course. Well, this is this is the easiest to pick predict because it's the same course every year, and they know it so well, and so you can have a game plan. I mean, the PGA Championship, U.S. Open, open they kind of move around, and so it's a different course, and then the weather. Uh, this one, you know where you need to be. You know what your game plan has to be on each hole, how to attack it and what to avoid. And so the three key stats coming into this as you make your picks are, you know, shots gained off the tee. So the longest and straightest drivers are going to play well here because if you can put yourself in position to put a short iron in your hands on these long par fours and, you know, par fives, you have an opportunity. The number one driver in the world strokes gained off the tee in the PGA Tour right now is Scotty Scheffler. He is the uh, best player off the tee in golf right now. Uh, it's part of why he's number one in golf. Patrick Cantlay is number two, by the way. Uh, Roy McIlroy is number six. The next stat, obviously, is you know shots gained with the iron in your hand uh, because approach shots at Augusta are not just about hitting greens. It's you got to hit tiers of greens. You have to be in the right spot on the green based on the pin. Under the hole, up on a tier, you have to reach that next tier. It's going to roll back down. Uh, so the guys who are most accurate with the irons in their hands are also going to be the best players this weekend, and we know who those guys are, right? The, the sure. usual suspects. Number one uh, player strokes gained on approach shots in the game right now is Tom Hoagie, the LSU, the mm-hmm. uh, TCU Horn Frog. Uh, but then it's Colin Morikawa, Tony Finau, John Rahm, Max Homa, Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy, uh, all the usual suspects. So those guys are great and accurate with their irons to put it up close. Colin Morikawa uh, has really struggled with his putter this year so far. Really and that'll has. kill you. That'll, that'll that'll kill you if you're not putting that well, placing that's that ball the key, in the right, right spot. And then the number one stat at Augusta is you know strokes gained on the green. Yes. Um, and the number one guy that's a contender would be um, you know the uh, the guy that just Sam Burns. Sam Burns is right now the, sure. the best putter on the PGA Tour. Strokes gained with the the flat stick in his hand, so he has to be a consideration. And that's where Scotty Scheffler is right. Scotty Scheffler's top five. He's number one in driving accuracy. He's number six in with the iron in his hand, which tells you he's going to be in and around the hole. He's the best all-around golfer. And he's going to avoid big blow-up holes. If he makes putts, 
there's no reason Scotty Scheffler can't go back to back here. Mm-hmm. Can't go back to back. There's no doubt about it. And that's that becomes the Rory McIlroy question. If he he's going to drive it well, if the irons are on point, if his putter that he put in his bag here in Austin, oh, yeah. if he's got that comfort with it, there's no reason Rory can't win this thing too. And then there's you know the John Roms and. Uh, you know the name that is interesting when you look at those three stats that you have to consider when you're making your picks is Max Homa. Max Homa is having a great year in all those categories. He's really taking his game to a different level. Uh, problem is when you go to our website and you click on it, you have to choose either Max Homa or Scotty Scheffler or Rory McIlroy right. or Patrick Cantlay or John Rahm. You know you, you can't just pick him. Uh, you got to you got to go with it. Would you pick Homa over Scheffler? I don't think so, but some people will. And, and if Homa goes and has a great week, you probably are going to win our contest. I think the second group is the hardest of all. Yeah, group two includes Justin Thomas, who's never won a green jacket. Will Zalatoris, who was in the top three to five in every major last year, contended, including with Justin Thomas in that playoff at the PGA. Sam Burns, who just won here in Austin and is the, the great putter, as we just said. Xander Schauffele, Colin Morikawa, and Victor Hovland out of group two. Yeah, man. That's a tough group. By the way, we had a great texter of ours who texts us quite a lot. Talk about, uh, you know, if I win the contest, I get $100 to Callahan's General Store. We've got in a sporting goods store or something. Listen. we got everything the, over there. Callahan's is like a Home Depot without lumber. If you if you need tools, it's, we, we do the Callahan's, you know, grass tips and yard tips because we're working with them on our tour of Texas golf courses, so that's the tie-in. Uh, but if you win that uh, gift card and the other, you know, prizes to, for with Callahan's General Store, you're going to find something you want. Dude, they got pots and pans. They got everything you need. They got, every, got hard Yeah, they do. They if you want some baby chicks for your, you know, they got the whole feed. They got everything you need. Dog food, um, great dog food for your That's pets. Where I get my dog food. That's exactly right. So you just haven't been to Callahan. It's not just a garden shop. They have a great garden center, but housewares, you know, westernware, housewares, home goods. You can go. You can go through hundred bucks pretty quick at Callahan's General Store. I tell you that, and get some good stuff. And if you want to go to the sporting goods store, if you if you save a uh, hundred bucks on things you need at Callahan's, then you can use that hundred bucks at the sporting goods store. There you, know you go. See how that budget works. Hey Buck, when we come back, we're going to pick up the uh, football conversations of the day. Also, uh, Longhorn baseball strong win last night. They're looking forward to. Uh, uh, a strong April now, and we'll talk about who you know. I think the, the the pivot point for their season last year was the injury to Tanner Witt. Could the uh, pivot point to this year be the return of Tanner Witt? We'll dive into some Texas baseball coming up. It's B and E on the Horn. It's Bucky and Aaron over the Hump Wednesday on B and E. Really, it's uh, I feel like a Thursday because tomorrow's our last show of the week. We'll be out Friday for Good Friday and the Easter weekend. So. Uh, We'll do Buck Off Thursday and tie it into Friday tomorrow. That's why the Longhorns are playing baseball tomorrow night. When we talk to David Pierce tomorrow at 8.30, we'll talk to him about uh, the weekend series with Kansas State. And as I said earlier, Buck, the uh, it's amazing. Last year's team was preseason number one, and uh, it was kind of championship or bust, and it didn't happen. And I do think one of the pivot points of the season was when Tanner Witt uh, had to undergo Tommy John surgery, and you lost your really your best player. Uh, your best pitcher, Ivan Melendez, was mm-hmm. your best player. Murph Staley was pretty damn good too. But you lost your best pitcher, uh, and you know he was—he was just such a difference maker, such a dominant force on the mound. And uh, you lose that; it just took a little bit away. Uh, you still had the great starter on Friday night, and you know then Saturday night, Tristan Stevens, your Saturday starter, just wasn't as good as he was the previous year. And then you didn't have Tanner Witt. Thank God for Lucas Gordon, because who knows where they would have gone with the pitching staff at that point. And they still made it to Omaha and had a good season, but not the season they expected. I 
I just wonder this year, as this team is building and forming, they started 4-7, and seven, then they went on a 16-game win streak, lost a couple and really a heartbreaker in Stillwater, but still trending in the right direction as a team in all the key places. The offense is getting better and you know, rounding in the form, the defense, uh, and the pitching. Kind of, it's establishing the roles, and it does feel like there's a hole in the in the bullpen where you could really use a guy like Tanner Witt. And uh, you know, we'll talk to coach about that tomorrow. Tanner Witt is throwing. Yeah, you need those six outs. He does. You know, he's he's back to throwing, and they're monitoring it daily. And as we heard from Ty Harrington yesterday, with a player like that, you want to monitor. He's going to be careful. His family's going to be careful. Yeah, he's a, trainers are going to be careful. It's going to be on him. Well, you hear a lot that when you you're know, ready, you hear a lot that uh, you know. Why would you risk it when you're going to be drafted? But the other part of that is you want to show the draft scouts where your arm is. Well, they want to see. Yeah, they want to. The NFL, the major league teams want to see where you are, and um, you know, they're they're he's planning to pitch at least, and David Pierce is planning on having him pitch. And you just wonder if mid-April into late April, even into May, if you can get Tanner Witt back onto your team healthy. Well, talk about pivot points. Now all of a sudden you've got that arm added back, and you just never know where it'll be. And I thought Coach Harrington made the great point yesterday, um, you know, that each each player is going to react differently. You just don't know. But then it's really about working on, in the in the uh, bullpen, and mm-hmm. then when you then are you sore the next day? You know, if you still have soreness the next day, you're you're not close to ready. If you're coming back pain free, and you can repeat the 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 the, the wind up and the delivery, well, now you're talking. And then, as, as Coach said yesterday, well, once you climb on the mound and face live hitters, that's when the adrenaline really starts pumping. That's when you really find out, um, you know, if you're, if you're a healthy, healthy p- player now. And that could be huge. And we'll talk to Coach about that tomorrow, where the team is and where they are with him. And I know they're monitoring it by the day with he and his family. And uh, we'll be interesting. And they're playing good baseball right now. I know the Stillwater series was frustrating, but I think those are the two best teams in the Big 12 right now. And uh, they played a one heck of a series. Uh, this past this past uh, weekend. So now it's K State. We'll talk to Coach tomorrow. Hey Ty, you know anybody that's planning to go to the Spurs these Spurs games here? Uh, Spurs are coming to Austin. You know that, Buck? Uh, oh yeah, need them to lose. I'm sure. I'm sure. I I haven't heard any of anybody going. I'd like to go, but you know, with these early mornings, I guess I could go tomorrow night. And yeah, they play tomorrow night and yep. Saturday against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Saturday, Portland tomorrow. And you know, if you don't know much about the Spurs because they're having a, they're a 20 win team this year and they're very young. At least you get to see some NBA players, and you'll get to see you know Dame Lillard and the Blazers. Uh, you get to see if he plays. If he you know, plays, the, the Blazers yeah, have kind true. of shut it down in the past few weeks. You know, put him on the floor. We're playing in Austin, playing at the Mood. You know, we don't have any bad. Got to get some basketball up in there, don't we? Yeah, he needs to score fifty. <laughs> get score fifty. The Spurs need to lose, don't they? To get the guy that they want. Well, uh, or the, be in the running at least. Well, the, yes, the the race to the bottom. The race to the bottom. I love that. Well, no one's catching Detroit. Detroit's going to be the worst team. Detroit's got 16 wins. The Rockets and Spurs both have 20. I don't know what they've been doing here in the month of April or March into April. They've been winning some games. Like the Rockets. Why did the Rockets beat the Nuggets last night? What the hell's going on with that? Beat them by 20. Man. Nuggets were looking to secure the number one overall seed in the uh, Western Conference. They're going to be that. But, um, you know, what are we doing? But remember, the top, the worst three teams, the three teams with the worst record right now are Houston, San Antonio, and Detroit. They will all have the exact same odds to get the ping pong ball, to get the first pick. And the first pick is the uh, Frenchman, Victor Wenbanyama. Uh, so, you know, no matter however those three, they're going to finish with the three worst records. So one of those teams, has the, they'll have the identical odds to get that pick. Then uh, the commissioner it, figures out who's going to get it. And then the league will decide who, where they want him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rig Where's, will be in. Yes. Is it Motown, is it the Alamo City, or is it H-Town? Eh, come on, H-Town. 
We won that lottery a couple times. Got us a Ralph Sampson. Got there us an go. Akeem Olajuwon. Uh, got us a, a it's Yao time. Ming it's one time. time. Spurs did it too. Landed the guy named Timmy Duncan and David Robinson. That helps. I mean, gosh, those are the, and that's the thing in this league, right? In that league, when you when you get that player, you're good for as long as he plays. I mean, LeBron James, right? I mean, great Pretty example. Good player, you're right. You get Tim Duncan. Pretty damn good. And that's the projection of this Wen Banyama. That, Future Hall of Famers. That he's one of those guys. He's one of those unicorns that uh, becomes, you are all of a sudden a contender uh, because you have that guy. And then you have a guy like Jalen Green in Houston or some of these young stars that they have. Now all of a sudden you go from the seller to real contender. Uh, and that's how big that pick is for one of those three teams. And obviously it could be someone else because everybody that's in the lottery has at least a, a, a chance, lower odds, but they have a chance. To get that pick. Uh, speaking of the NBA, I saw where the Dallas Mavericks, who have been miserable since ca- trading for Kyrie Irving, did you see this report, Ty, that the Mavericks are planning to re-sign Kyrie Irving, bring him back? Attempt. Attempt. Sorry. Sorry. We, well, we at least never that, know with that guy. Well, I mean, at least that's the report of their working plan, that there's some thought when they traded for him that if it doesn't work out, they might just move on and you know, say we tried and not get in. But the mm-hmm. report out of Dallas is that they're going to go out and try to re-sign him and bring him back to Dallas. Do you like that? Yeah. I, I don't think it's a Kyrie Irving problem. I think you just got rid of t- too much defense and and didn't bring enough back when you traded for him. And if even when they do re-sign them, him, I think they'll still have over a little over $20 million in cap space to bring in another defensive stopper like they lost in Dorian Finney-Smith. So you like the matchup. You like the pairing of Luka and Kyrie, big picture, long term. Yeah, I mean, for me, he's just a better Jalen Brunson. And we saw what the Ma- what the Mavs lost in Jalen Brunson the first half of the season this year when Luka looked dog-tired every game because there, there wasn't a secondary ball handler uh, beyond Spencer Dinwiddie uh, that could you know fill up the hoop like Jalen Brunson could last year. Yeah. Well, and I would also say that um, this decision – Probably determines if Luka Doncic wants to be back in Dallas when his contract is You're right. Well, he's got like five more years, so it's... Does he? Yeah, he just re-signed last year. Oh, he just re-upped. Okay, so that's not a, not a risk. I mean, he could request a trade. But you, you know how the NBA works. I want out. Well, if that guy gets traded, you better you better get the King's ransom for him. That would probably be the most high-profile trade ever if he got traded. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know about ever, but it would be a big one. I mean, but you can get... Shaq got traded. You can get out of place. Shaq, time. Shaq, yeah, I guess this is the true. NBA, and if you want out, you can get out. You know, I mean, we talk about the biggest trades ever. Shaq got traded in his prime. Uh, that can happen, but uh, yeah, it would be huge. It would be huge. He's one of the best young stars, if not the best young star in the game. Was it true in Atlanta over the weekend they were chanting that he's fat? He is a little tubby. You can't do that. <laughs> Body shaming. Don't do they that. They were chanting that he's a tub of goo. No. Would, yeah, the fans in Atlanta. They're like tanting, taunting him. You're the whole Luka city. He's fat. No. He's had some some personal family issues this year, too, that I think have. Well, you think See, that helps to be called fat? Yeah, I think no, that's contributing towards his, his heaviness, his roundness. His roundness, round his shoulderness. So he's, yeah. he's like he's binge eating or something? What's happening it's here? It's good that he's not around here. We could help him with that because we are so kind. You can't do that. And understanding. I mean,. I think he'd rather hear "f you, Luca" than "you're fat." Of course, of course he would. <laughs> They're just mad that they they traded him for Trey Young. Like that was, I mean, what a terrible trade. I mean, Trey Young's no slouch, but he's not Luca. 
He's not Luca. They do have a good hug every time they play each other. Oh though. yeah, I mean they'll be they'll be their careers will be intertwined for until until they're done playing just because of that trade. Yeah, I think that's fair. Time for sensitivity training. <laughs> this says Luca's never in shape. Is Luca not in shape, or is he just he's got that little little baby fat? Okay, still. well you're, he's playing like thirty seven minutes a game, and he's ninety five percent of their offense. So it's I don't notice him as being tough. a sweater. Like he doesn't sweat a lot. His, his glands aren't open up enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? You think that's the issue? Yeah, his glands He's not are... not cooling down enough? No. We need to do a deep dive into Luca's glands. Yeah, that's what we need to do. He's not that, he's not that word, that F word, but his glands are, are blocked or he's something. He's thick. He's thick. Yeah, he's 6'7", sure. isn't he? Oh, I mean, I, th- I think it, he's a big monster. It helps him out. It, I don't think it's a Oh, no, I see guys bounce off that dude. Said his glands are not. <laughs> his glands it's are like, bl- Can we get Tiger Woods? His glutes are not properly on, functioning. Man. What are we gonna do with the glutes now? He needs to talk to Doctor Tiger, Doctor Woods. Calling Doctor Woods. Calling Doctor Woods. All right. I'm glad they my, didn't need Doctor Woods last off. night. At Tried the, to activate the my glutes as best I could, uh, but it just they never stayed activated. <laughs> so Luca needs wrist popped back out. Luca needs to activate his his glands. <laughs> yes, is what you're saying. I'm glad they didn't have to call on Dr. Woods last night at the banquet. No fisticuffs. What banquet? Oh, the, the, master's, the, the dinner. master's dinner. You're right, folks. You're right. Those punks weren't going to fight last night. That's what they kept saying. Text line was lit. Just say, do you think those punks are going to fight? Any of them? No. I think Patrick Reed would fight. Patrick, oh, Patrick Reed would Reed, like, ch- cheap shot you. That's what he would do. I still think Sergio would go throw down, too. You just Sergio, Sergio's temper, yes. But he's not told to go do the that. back, you know, cut the grass in the backyard. I think he would. I think he'd throw down. All right, we'll come back. When we do, it's your time to shine. Load up the blitz. Blow them up. 447-3776. Yesterday's was particularly ornery. Let's see if we can do that again. Uh, also, we've got some salacious gossip up in here on the uh, the 5th of April. Let's get to Craig Way, though. Where you get that from? Did someone tell you that? Did someone tell you that? Because I ain't for no games, okay? Salacious Gossip is brought to you by Bud Light every morning ahead of your Blitz, 447-3776. Those frosty, cold, icy Bud Lights will be great for watching baseball this weekend, celebrating Easter with your family, watching the golf, even if it rains. Come on, Mother Nature, help us out. This is a big weekend. Got the Masters. Let's get this thing done. Uh, Hey, with the Bud Lights, Buck, you know, today is actually a pretty big day on, happened on this day, April the 5th. How about this? 39 years ago, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Became the all-time leading scorer in NBA history when he went past Wilt Chamberlain's record of 31-421. We know LeBron James has since broken that record this year. But that's how long that that record stood. 39 years broken on this day. Also on this day, 1993, Chris Weber of the Michigan Wolverines called a timeout. Didn't have one to call. Didn't have one. A technical foul assessed. Donald Williams hit the free throws. North Carolina, your national champions. One of the greatest end-of-game sports blunders we've seen. And yes, Chris Weber was told by his coach, hey, we don't have a timeout. Hey, dude, we don't have a timeout. Come on, C-Webb. Be better. I just told you that four seconds ago. April 5th, 1990, 29 years ago, 1994, Kurt Cobain committed suicide, the uh, legendary lead singer of Nirvana. Did he really commit suicide, though? That's the debate. He's one of those, uh, what is it, the 27th? All at 27 years old, the Jimi Hendrix. Is it 27? Yeah, Jimi Hendrix. 27, yeah. 
so Janis Lenny, Joplin. Janis Joplin, mm-hmm. Kurt Cobain. Uh, 21 years later, 21 years ago, like a few years later, Allison Chains, the lead singer, Lane Staley, died. Drug overdose on the same day. Also in 08, Charlton Heston passed away. We're going to watch Ten Commandments this weekend? I will. Probably. Yep. And then, yes, ben Hur. maybe the biggest of the moment, 2017, at the age of 73, Barry Manilow came out as gay. So that all happened on April the 5th, just so you know. I did not know that. How about this? A 20-year-old fugitive from New Jersey but was in Florida, so it is, it is a, technically a Florida man. Yes, he's another Florida man. Was arrested. He, he was a fugitive. They spotted him because they were looking for fake fantasy, the fake license plate that said bend over. <laughs> Come on. That's how they found him. Bend over. Charged with a felony. See you later. Come on, Come man. Come on, Ben. Come on, Ben. Can't do that. Bend over. Hey, by the way, on uh, this day in history, also in 1987, the Fox Broadcasting Company made its primetime debut. Remember, Fox jumped in and took the NFL from, C- what was it, NBC- CBS at the time or NBC? Mm-hmm. And put on, and behind it, they this is where they were going to use football to be the loss leader to their, their new TV lineup on Fox. This day, 36 years ago, Married with Children made its debut with Al Bundy, Tracy Ullman show, which led to The Simpsons. Simpsons. How about that? How many years The Simpsons have been on television? 34 years. And I don't think I've seen one full episode of The Simpsons. There's been 745 of them. I've not seen them. 745. You've never seen one episode of Bart Simpson and Homer? No. Don't! They've done a pretty I've good job. I've seen a thousand, a thousand shows of, what is it, South Park, but I've never seen one of these. You've seen South Park, but you haven't seen The Simpsons? No, I've not seen an episode of The Simpsons. Really? Oh. That is remarkable. I don't even know if that's more remarkable than you have never seen Shawshank Redemption as a movie. It says, what is uh, Tawana from? By the way, our, our intro to Salacious Gossip comes from the Allen Iverson days. Remember that Alan is? Allen Iverson's mother. That is Allen Iverson's mother. But Tawana is Alan's fiance or girlfriend. Right. Did Tawana tell you that? And that his was buddy, Alan, that's and his AI's buddy, mom. And his buddy that kept the ten million dollars for him. That's for rumor. Just because he was a good guy. Let's he get knew, to Because he knew what he was going to do with the money. Let's get the blitz. The Bucky and E Blitz. The morning blitz brought to you by Apple Leasing, where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck, the half under factory warranty, in any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how easy it is. No, Luca is not wearing a flag jacket, quarterback flag jacket. No, he is not. First by the, blitz. Oh, by the way, we have the audio of the Atlanta fans. No, Do we have this time before we get to our first blitzer. Yeah, here it is from uh, from uh, Saturday here Sunday, Atlanta. Come on, what a horrible man. crowd. <laughs> what a horrible, horrible crowd. First Blitzer, you're up. Hey, ball don't lie, that's for sure. Hey, Aaron, so on that movie on that movie Yellow Jackets, one thing you forgot to mention, the one person that they didn't uh, cast, and for obvious reason, is Bev Kearney, because if she's... Oh, no, 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 I know where this is going. No, forget about it. Next Blitzer, you're up. Hey, Hogan. Yeah. Your wife okay with all those trannies in the Bud Light suite next year with you? Jeez. Which one? people are. Who are we talking about? Who knows? I I next know. Blitzer, you're up. Coach. Yes. Yeah, I'm thinking you could help uh, that tub lard Luca by sending him a letter and tell him to call Harge because I heard that Blue Chew has some of that fat boy medicine. <laughs> Dude. 
Call you Lardo. Are, oh, leave Luca alone. Call him Lardo. Nick Blitzer, you're up. Hey, Bucky. Yes. Man, you don't have to worry about getting eaten, but they will tan your hide and make a satchel out of you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Whatever's useful. Next Blitzer, you're up. Survival's the key. You know, I'll, you know, I wasn't happy with Dylan Campbell's slow start, but, boy, that dude can hum it. We need a nickname for him. The Cannon. I'm going to call him Cannonball. I like that, Cannon. Yeah, Dylan Cannon. Campbell threw out another runner last night. He's got the uh, El Canon from the outfield. Next, Blitzer, you're up. Coach. Yes. Did, did you say Blue Chew turned hard into Chef from South Park? <laughs> no. Oh! The Chef. Shut it down! Hey. Let's go home! Our man says, uh, only dopes watch The Simpsons. Way to go, Buck. It's a cartoon for Lord's sake. Okay. I can tell of these 745 Simpsons episodes, I've probably seen two. Ten. Ten? Really? I remember watching it because look, it came out in like the '80s. I was still in high school. I was just, I was just a kid myself. You were not. In the late '80s. Come it's on, it's not man. made for kids though. No, it's no. not. But that's Neither when you South Park. That's when a cartoon like that would, and you know, Bart Simpson. You know, the, the Simpsons came right after Beavis and Butthead were on uh, MMTV, and mm-hmm. then there was The Simpsons. So the whole idea of the cartoon became a bigger, bigger deal for a cartoon for adults. Yeah, Beavis and Butthead. Good night. Couldn't, yeah, not a big fan of that one. No. That's no. Mike Judge, though, right? That is Mike Judge. Does he still live in Austin? Still living here. We'll be back. When we do, we will pick up the Masters talk for your Masters picks. Also, more on the Texas baseball side of things. And uh, hey, coming up, you know, Wednesday, our live music update. We may have found someone who could uh, replace Tom Gimble. Oh, yeah, this is big time. Also, has great Texas athletic ties. We'll get you details on that coming up. It's BE on the Horn.